Luke chapter 14. The text for today is found in 2 verses 16 and 17. Luke 14 verse 16. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper of that many. And sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. This parable arose from a comment that was made by someone who sat at the table with the Lord in the house <coughs> of one of the chief Pharisees. The unknown guest had said, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. <coughs> and the fact that this individual mentioned the kingdom of God was enough for the Lord Jesus to take up the subject by way of this parable. <coughs> we know that the dear Savior spoke in parables many times. And he did so that he might explain the great truths to his hearers in a way that they could understand. It's no wonder that it was said of Christ, never man spake like this man. And also we are told the common people heard him gladly. Why? Because they could understand his teaching and what he was saying. And <coughs> We see that the Lord Jesus was a preacher of the kingdom of God. He was a preacher of the kingdom. He had a burden for the preaching of the kingdom. If you notice, and you go back to Luke chapter 4. Luke 4, there we read in verse 42. When it was day, he departed and went into a desert place. And the people sought him, came unto him, and stared him, that he should not depart from them. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. For therefore am I sent. So there the Lord emphasizes the fact, I must preach the kingdom of God. <coughs> Not only was the Lord a preacher of the kingdom, he was one who had a burden for the people that he might see them enter into the kingdom. This is aptly illustrated by the word that he had for Nicodemus, remember? 
said to Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And you find throughout the gospel, the Lord Jesus spoke much and a great deal about the kingdom of God. Because he had a burden for individuals that he would see them brought in to the kingdom of God. He wanted this religious man, Nicodemus, to make preparation. He told him, you must be born again. For except a man be born again, he cannot <coughs> enter into the kingdom of God. On another occasion, he spoke about the kingdom to those who really they had nothing but religion. Many people like that today. They're nothing but religion don't have redemption don't have salvation but they have religion Luke chapter 13 in verse 26 then shall ye begin to say we have eaten and drunk in thy presence and thou hast taught in our streets but he shall say I tell you I know you not whence ye are depart from me all ye workers of iniquity mark that even all these religionists said we have eaten and drunk in thy presence and thou hast taught in our streets and yet the Lord referred to them as workers of iniquity. Why? Because all they had was religion. They didn't have redemption in religion. And here the Lord said to those religionists, Depart from me. Depart from me. The Lord Jesus always took the opportunity when it was presented to, to preach about the kingdom of God and here in our text the individual in the house of, of the Pharisee he spoke about the kingdom of God the Lord Jesus took up the subject and he spoke to the individual personally he spoke to him personally and when one of them that sat at me with him heard these things he said unto him <coughs> the Lord said unto him he spoke to the individual personally <coughs> you know what comes in the gospel message that's how the Lord speaks speaks personally directly at the individual maybe I'll speak personally to you today as you sit in this house of God in this meeting place and as the word is preached you'll know in your heart the Lord's speaking to me 
speaking to me about the kingdom of God. The Lord spoke personally to this man that was in the house of the Pharisee. speaks about the kingdom of God again by way of a parable he wanted that man who raised the matter in the house of the Pharisee he wanted him to understand and so he dealt with this great matter of the kingdom of God by way of a parable he wanted him to understand And when you look at the parable, there is one principal individual. He's referred to as the man, or he's referred to as the Lord. The Lord who made a great supper. Well, the man in the parable, because of what he did in preparing this great supper, that's the Lord himself. The parable has Christ as the man or the Lord in the parable. And here we have the Lord freely offering the gospel to whosoever who <coughs> would come to the supper. Notice first of all he was a generous man. Generous. <coughs> There cannot be any doubt about the generosity and the kindness of this individual. Because he was the one who made the great supper. And then he sent his servant out with the message. Come, for all things are now ready. Regarding this man who prepared this supper we notice his initiative the initiative was on the part of the man in the parable not the guest not the guest instead the man provided this supper for those who would be invited what a lovely picture of the gospel The Lord has provided the supper. The Lord has provided the supper which is the gospel for sinners. The sinners didn't come and ask the Lord to provide for them salvation. No, it's the other way around. The Lord Jesus for this great supper and there we have we have the provision the man in the parable provided the great supper and you know something my Lord has provided for sinners a great salvation a great salvation a salvation which brings pardon from sin peace with God and promise of glory it's a salvation 
which satisfies the longing soul a salvation that soothes the troubled conscience it's a salvation that puts a new song in the heart it's a great salvation it's a salvation which you will never lose praise the Lord no one will ever lose their salvation <coughs> no you're not the same one man lost the next salvation that you'll never lose it's a salvation that lasts it's a salvation that has been tried and tested and has triumphed reminds us of the shoes the children of Israel wore this salvation wears well it wears well and this salvation may be yours today may be yours today for the Lord has said come for all things are now ready as well as the provision we have the price now you will notice regarding this great supper <coughs> no price is mentioned no cost it's just described as a great supper and the individual the man or the Lord who provided this great supper he bore all the expense he bore it all how wonderfully that sets out for us what the Lord Jesus has done Christ for our salvation has paid the price in full he bore the expense he bore the cost <coughs> he paid the price <coughs> pardon me <laughs> salvation which brings peace and pardon and assurance was paid and filled by the Lord Jesus I know some think they can buy their way into heaven but that's not how it, does, it works didn't Peter tell us that you're not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold no but with the precious blood of Christ see not redeemed, not saved by silver and gold but by the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot 1st Peter 1 verses 18 and 19 listen since Jesus has paid it in full well all you have to do there is to accept the invitation come 
for all things are now well. That wonderful. As well as his initiative, you have his industry. His industry, because what does it say? The Lord said, a certain man made a great supper. This was something that he alone made, and he evidently put a lot of work into it, made a great supper. My dear friend, the work which my Lord did for poor lost sinners. Listen. The greatest work that God ever did. Yes, the God who made the sun and the moon and the stars and the world and the galaxies. That was a great work. But the work of salvation was greater. The Lord divided the waters of the Red Sea, delivered Israel out of Egypt, brought them into the land of promise. What a work that was! But this work of deliverance was greater. What Christ did on Calvary was the greatest work that God ever wrought. That's true. It's the greatest work. And the Lord is offering that what He has done to whosoever will come. Come. For all things are now ready. It's all you have to do. I know some folk they can't understand salvation is so simple they think they must do something what have I to do well if you're talking about doing <coughs> all you have to do is come come the Lord has told us and told us Heavenly Father I have finished the work that I gave us me to do the work Christ did the work <coughs> as well as this man's initiative and his industry you also have his invitation invitation They that were bidden come, for all things are now ready. Regarding this invitation, it was a particular invitation. Particular invitation because they were invited to a great supper. Particular invitation. In Bible lands, supper is the main meal of the day. Indeed, it is the final meal of the day. And so this man provided a great supper. 
the main nail and the final nail of the day. And so these guests would not be invited to another meal in the day. No, this was the last one. This was the final meal. To come to the gospel, the presentation of the gospel, the presentation of salvation. <coughs> For some it may be the final meal of the day, the final invitation. the last invitation they will ever be given and that's why it's so important to heed the word come for all things are now ready not only was it a particular invitation but you'll notice it was a pressing invitation you will notice when servant was sent out what he said he went out at supper time and he said come for all things are now ready no not in an hour's time or two hours time no all things are now ready everything was ready and it was time for the guests to participate and partake of the great supper. You know that just highlights for us the pressing need to accept the gospel of Christ. All things are now ready. You have nothing to do. All things are now ready. Paul said now now is the accepted time now is the day of salvation it's the devil he talks about tomorrow it's the devil he talks about maybe next week maybe next Lord's day but God the word coming to salvation speaks about now particular invitation pressing invitation was a plain invitation there's nothing complicated about this invitation is there come for all things are now ready as a plain invitation everything has been taken care of the great supper has been provided all you have to do is come you think the number of times the Lord Jesus uses that word come during his public ministry didn't the Lord say come unto me all ye that labour are heaven in 
and I will give you rest. And time and time again, he invited men and women, come <coughs> unto me. And here this generous man says again to his servants, come, for all things are not right. As well as being a generous man, we have to say he was a grieved man. Servant returned <coughs> with the news. He'd gone out, he'd invited <coughs> the guests, but he came back and was grieved, as was the man of the house who made the great supper. He was grieved. Why? Because of the rejection. They all with one accord or consent began to make excuse for safety. Difficult to believe that such a generous man would be treated this way. The servant went out and told the invited guests, come, for all things are now ready. They were invited to a great supper. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. Began to make excuse. The provision, the cost, the preparation, and no one was interested. No one was interested. No one cared. None were interested in coming to the great supper. And what a great insult that was. An insult to the man who provided the supper. But then... Does that not speak to us of what the Lord has provided and what the Lord Jesus has done and the price that he paid for man's salvation and yet is dismissed and rejected and for many it means nothing what an insult. They look upon what the Lord Jesus has done. They reject his invitation. They reject the price that he paid. Reject the blood. His sweat. His tears. His prayers. His death. And it means nothing to them. Is it nothing to you? All ye that pass by, and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow. And the problem is, so many people do pass by. They pass by the gospel message, and how that grieves the Lord. As well as the rejections, you have the reasons. Yes, 
They all had an excuse why they couldn't come to the Great Supper. You know, whenever the sinner is given an invitation, come. The devil wastes no time in giving the sinner an excuse why he shouldn't come. That's right. Maybe even right now <coughs> as we're dealing with the gospel message. Maybe you're already saying oh no I, I can't come. Maybe you're already coming up with excuses why you cannot receive the Lord as your Savior. Why you cannot become a Christian. Is there some excuse going through your mind even now? Well, the invitation was given and the servant had to come back to the master and tell him some excuses why the guest didn't come. Verse 18. There you have. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground. I must needs go and see it. Pray they have the excuse. Bought a piece of ground. There's his possessions. Possessions. That would keep a man and has kept individual from accepting Christ. For the Lord said, What shall the profit of man if he gain the whole world? And lose his soul. And what shall the man give in exchange for his soul? Is it worth it? Is it worth it to put possessions before Christ, before heaven, before salvation? Surely not. Then the other excuse. This man, verse 19. Another said, I have bought a yoke of oxen. And I go to prove them. Bought a yoke of oxen. There one was taken up with possession. The other was taking up with plowing. Bought a yoke of oxen. I had to go and prove them. See what they're like in the, in the field. And then of course you have the other one. I've married a wife but I cannot come. Dear me. I've married a wife and I cannot come. You know that just highlights for us. <coughs> highlights for us <coughs> those who would say I would like to be saved but my wife wouldn't be happy or a wife would say I would love to come and become a Christian but my husband wouldn't agree we've heard that before haven't we an excuse 
But I'll tell you something. It would be better to grieve your husband or wife than grieve the Lord and grieve the Holy Spirit by rejecting Christ. That's more important. So he was a generous man. You know, then he's a grieved man. Put of all excuses. Finally, we have. See, he was a gracious man. This man, the Lord spoke about in the parable. The grace of this man is seen in a number of ways. All things were ready, and he sent his servant out to invite others to come. So look through this parable. <coughs> I find the word servant mentioned five times. We know what five, the number five means in Scripture. Grace. Means grace. And here this sermon is mentioned five times, verse 17, verse 21, twice, verse 22, verse 23. Servant was sent out five times. That speaks of grace. you think of the grace of this individual after those who were invited to come up with excuses why they couldn't come the man who provided the supper sent his servants out again and again five times that's the amazing grace God. Grace. Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace. The Lord of the house could have said to the servants, Sorry, don't bother. But no, he sent the servants out again and again and invited individuals to come to the supper. As well as the command of sending the servants out, we notice the company. Look at verse 21. <coughs> Keeping in mind what those who had been first invited <coughs> keeping in mind the excuses they said they came up with now look at verse 21 so that servant came and showed his lord these things then the master of the house being angry said to his servant 
go I quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither who the poor and the maim and the halt and the blind there you have the company of those who were invited when the others turned down the invitation in other words the servant went out and invited just ordinary individuals but sure isn't that who the Lord Jesus came to see came to save ordinary individuals not right but he saved us we're just ordinary fallen son of Adam and the Lord invited us to come to his great supper to the marriage supper of the Lamb It's a great marvel, isn't it? That the Lord invited us, ordinary individuals, we notice also the confession. The servant went to his master and told him, and he brought in all who had been invited, and then. <coughs> The servant said, and yet there is room. Yet there is room for more. And how true that is. Even though, listen, even though millions have come to the Lord Jesus Christ, and received him as saviour the good news is still there is room there's room for you to come to though millions have come there's still room for one there's room at the cross for you she couldn't beat that And then, of course, the Lord commented. He always does comment on the parable he has just told and applies it to those who heard it. In verse 24, I say unto you that none of those men, listen, none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper what's the Lord saying here the Lord is saying none of those men who were bidden and made excuse and didn't come none of them will be in heaven that's what he's saying 
None of them will be at my supper. None of them will be in heaven with me. That's a sobering truth, isn't it? You will not receive Christ. You'll not be in heaven. And there's only one other place in eternity. None of those men that were written. No, they will not be at the Lord's Supper. The marriage supper of the Lord. Let me ask you, will you be there? Will you be there? Or will you be with those who come up with these flimsy excuses? I trust that you will think earnestly of what you've heard today. The invitation you've been given that you'll not be making any excuse but rather you'll say Lord Jesus I come to thee let's bow our heads in prayer dear Lord we thank thee for the simplicity of the gospel we thank thee Lord it's a simple invitation come for all things are now ready come and Lord there are no hurdles to jump over no money to be paid simply come unto me all you that labor under heavy limb and I will give you rest Lord may someone today find rest in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the Lord's name we pray. Amen. Amen.